Oscar, where's 1049 Park Avenue? This is 1049 Park Avenue! Can two divorced men share an apartment without driving each other crazy? Hello, and welcome to 1049 Park Avenue, an odd couple podcast. Ted and Garrett with you to talk about season three, episode nine, The First Baby, which is available on what is now called Paramount Plus. I saw that, yeah. CBS All Access is now gone, and Paramount Plus is there. It's a similar service with some more things, but Odd Couple uh, is same same number of episodes, I believe. I don't think it's expanded episodes because of this. I haven't checked, but I'm going to assume for now it hasn't. But the first baby is there. And indeed, you know, it's only fitting because Odd Couple has always been part of the Paramount Empire. Has or ha- has or has not, you said. Has always been. Yes, because of Viacom. And now it's and being, Paramount. yes. I'm yes, going yeah. back to. Oh, right, back to the Paramount. Original, yeah, right. it, was, it was a Paramount show. Uh, so before we get into the episode, Garrett, our writing talent is. Uh, it is a interesting collaboration in that it is uh, credited to Bob Bruner and Gary Marshall. Now, Gary Marshall, um, when he did write an episode, either was by himself or with Jerry Belson, who's his co-executive producer. So, and Bob Bruner went on to write a few more episodes, but this was his first, and it was one of his first credits in his career. So. Uh, I, I get a strong feeling that one of them, probably Bruner, drafted it and Marshall uh, revised it enough that he felt his name should be on it. So um, interesting about Bob Bruner. Well, first, oh, about Gary Marshall. One of the few other episodes he is credited with is The Hospital Mates. So maybe there's something about he likes to write The Hospital episodes. I don't know. Uh, Bob Bruner did go on to write a few more and went on to a long career in basically the Gary Marshall universe, all the, the big Gary Marshall shows of the 70s and then into the 80s. Um, but he is credited on IMDb as being the Happy Days writer who, who named Fonzie. <laughs> oh, that's a big deal. Um, but it's funny. They say he, on the one hand, the good news is he, he was credited with giving the nickname of Fonzie. On the bad, uh, the bad news is that he also wrote the the famous Jump the Shark episode. Oh, okay. Although I think today, that's, that's actually that's a good kind thing. Of a yeah, big notoriety. That's a, I think that's a positive. So we open on Myrna on crutches in the kitchen. Now we know why they're in the kitchen because it's a flashback episode, and they always do flashback episodes starting in the yeah. kitchen because they need to reset the design of the living room to make it Oscar's apartment. I'm not sure why Murnus and Crutches, did Penny Marshall have a real accident or did they just come up with this as the way to explain why they're in the kitchen because she can't move? Well, also it does. Now, I, I tend to think it's probably more he had a real accident, but then again, has she she wasn't in the previous episode, right? And Which we now, know were not, apparently were well, not always filmed in order. That's true. They weren't always filmed in order. So who, it's hard to tell. But uh, another possible reason is that it does make the hospital connection because they make a big deal about they try to make her being in the hospital the reason why oscar has to tell this story right right it could be that um so we i mean i don't know we i guess there's a way there may be a way to know this but we don't know it right now uh and so she starts to tap dance despite being on crutches and which is that is good continuity because there is a whole tap dance episode about Murner later was so I'm assuming there's a Penny Marshall tap dance real life enthusiasm here because she's doing it twice now. Oscar comes in and asks, What is this? And Myrna says she's seeing if she can ever tap dance again. And Oscar says, Here, Ginger, I found the pictures, of course, the Ginger Rogers reference. And she he asks her to take them down to the paper and asks, When are they going to take that cast off? I'm tired of having long John Silver for a secretary. And Myrna says that the cast is coming off the next day. And Oscar says, give up skiing, will you? Myrna says she likes winter sports. Oscar says she should go sleigh riding, build a snowman, snowman or kiss an Eskimo. So I guess we're now finding out that Myrna's a skier. And that's their reason to have her in a cast. It seems all very a bit. 
uh, involved. Like it seems like there's a simpler way to do all this than have if unless it was a real injury. Mm-hmm. But if it's a real injury, I guess she wouldn't necessarily be off crutches quickly in future episodes. I don't know. We're overthinking it, but it it, it is. I never thought about this before doing the podcast, noticing that she's on crutches. So Myrna says she's leaving, and she even has to work on her lunch hour, which I guess is bringing the pictures back. Oscar says he will take her to lunch, and Myrna asks where, and Oscar says here, and he hands her half of the sandwich that we saw him making during all this. She opens it up and says, oh, whitefish, which she's excited about. I don't (laughs) think most people are excited about whitefish, by the way. It's a kind of a Jewish delicacy. I used to eat it with my father, but I never... Think about people getting excited about. You're excited by whitefish. Um, yes. Yeah, sure, well, white, so if I handed you a whitefish sandwich for lunch, out of surprise, you would go great. <laughs> as a not go, why did you come up with whitefish? Um, I, I would be. I had. It's been a long time since I've had it. Actually, you're so. not answering the question. I, I am deliberately avoiding this question. Okay. Oscar says uh, no sardines with cream cheese, and Myrna sits down and says, "You treat me too good, Mister M." That does sound disgusting. The cream now, cheese that Yes, that just sounds disgusting. I whitefish, I would welcome, but that sounds disgusting. Uh, she says, by the way, I wanted to thank you for the book you brought me to the in the hospital. I'll return it to the library as soon as I can hobble over there. Oscar says he bought <laughs> the book. Right. She does her laugh. Um, Sorry, I jumped. I jumped. <laughs> you did. You did. She does the laugh, but I, yeah, we're going to get to that. Line, yeah. Oscar says he bought it at a bookstall to indicate that it's not a library book and she was just doing that as a joke and she does say she's kidding and then she, she delivers goes, the eh, laugh eh, yeah eh, she does the, the laugh after she says she's kidding i thought it was interesting that he used the word book stall because today there's in new york city there's no book stalls or bookstores and in airports there are book stalls maybe in new york in 72 when well Mobile- i i mean first of all that's weird i i didn't hear that but i just assumed he said bookstores but you're saying in the uh, captions uh well it's a good question i heard him say bookstore i think it said bookstore i think i think i i think i saw in the caption too uh because it could be be, i don't know yeah sometimes there used to be book fairs and or i think about the outside the strand bookstore like anything that was kind of outside uh, a stand to uh sell books on the street um oddly specific if that's what he said but you're suggesting it could be a uh store would be the but you're saying it could be his accent or something yes i just looked it up and it does say book stall so so you are correct sir right but that that i think that means something like i uh, maybe in the 70s i don't know i guess it was there it was the early 70s people were selling books outside and little little stalls you know it's crazy what I think what it suggests to me is that I know there was like double day bookstores in the seventies, um, but maybe there were more actual book stalls like you're talking about. Yeah, in, I remember the them. You know, like there's right, there's still sometimes, but not as much. They're used to like outside Central Park on Fifth Avenue, uh, you know. Um, but actually, you know, I realize maybe what the joke is, if it's a joke, is that books to book stall books are cheap. Oh it's like a uh, book stall is somewhere where someone would sell secondhand books oh yeah. you're right i was thinking these are new books since the same price but that 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 does make some sense so in uh, a way she's myrna's right right <laughs> it's, they, she was going cheap uh she goes on to say that she is sorry she missed mr unger because she wanted to thank him for all of the room freshener he sent me in the hospital she then says you know the funny thing is he never once came to see me in the hospital oscar says he couldn't because he's banned from that hospital says Mr. Unger is banned from Mid-City Memorial Hospital, which of course is not a real hospital. (laughs) Oscar says he couldn't set his foot in there even if it was broken. He takes a bite out of the sandwich, but it crunches and he makes a weird face and says oh boy. And Myrna asks what's the matter and he says is cream cheese supposed to make noise? Which is (laughs) disgusting. Go to credit. So it is clear that they needed some way to get to a hospital story. Right. I think if Penny Marshall wasn't on crutches and a cast in real life, they could she have found could a have way. Had a, a tonsils a, removed. Appendectomy. Oh, yeah. right. Right. So, uh, okay. So we go to credits. After the credits, Myrna asks, antiseptic Mr. Unger got banned from a hospital? Oscar says it's a very long story, and Myrna says she wants to hear it. So he says he will tell her after lunch and asks, what does she want to wash her sandwich down with? 
She says, what do you got? He says, brown juice and green juice. Murder asks, what's the difference? Oscar says two weeks, which almost deserved a drum. Yeah. Uh, what do you call it? Uh, uh, rim shot. Rim shot. It's something I could hear your father doing in the borscht. Yeah. <laughs> hey, wait a minute. That's not an insult um, to him. That's just a classic <laughs> borscht belt yes. vaudeville yes. show. Yes. Um, you know about that, but not only that, but it also is very reminiscent of an actual specific Neil Simon joke from the play, The Odd Couple, that I was convinced they were quoting, but I had to go back to the play and see that it's kind of just a variation on the joke that's in both the play and the movie, which is, I got, I, I got brown meat, I got brown meat and green meat. I got brown food, a brown sandwich and a green sandwich. And they say, what's the difference? As well, it's either very old, uh, very old meat or very new cheese. What's the <laughs> anyway? I, I'm getting it wrong, but it turns out it's just close enough that it's very Neil Simon esque. I would say, right? But, but a little more straight up the middle, I guess. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so Myrna passes on both juices, and Myrna says that Oscar should tell her the story about Mr. Unger to take her mind off this lunch. Oscar says it was during that basketball scandal about 13 years ago. And Myrna says, Mr. Unger fixed a, fixed a basketball game? And Oscar says, no, I exposed a basketball scandal. And she starts fussing with her sandwich and says she's covering up the sardine's eye with, her, with the cream cheese, which is more unpleasant things to think about. She says, that's when you were a crusading reporter out working night and day fighting injustices. And Oscar says, no, I was home with a hangover. First, so that, I've heard of uh, Oscar as uh, crusading. As a so... The screen, well, we heard him like, you know, he does that whole thing with the, the that woman player who was defecting and the whole thing. With, oh, right. The David Steinberg episode. With right. Chuck and the wrestler. Of like, he course. does seem to get involved in stuff. Uh, uh, the Eskimo. And the Eskimo. So that's <laughs> from season one, which we don't discuss. Oh, okay. The scene then goes wavy and shows a flashback, which is in another flashback episode, they make direct mention of going wavy. Uh, when Murray says, is, is this where everything gets all wavy? Like on TV. Yeah, right, right. But that happens for real here. And Oscar said, we are a voiceover of Oscar saying that a scroll, a scared girlfriend of a basketball player came over to me, sorry, came over to tell me he had been offered a bribe to throw a game. I remember my head felt like the inside of my cast. Your cast. Your cast. We pan across the apartment now and we see the ape that was in the night to dismember. And I assume it was in the uh, Gloria Hallelujah flash, the Felix meets Gloria flashback. I think so. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Yeah. And then I think it's night also- to dismembers the New Year's Eve. Oh, sorry. Uh, oh, wait, wait, Which so actually- that, It's not in that one. Sorry. I got you right. It's not night to dismember. I think it's the one you're talking yeah, about. Yeah. This is Bachelor Pat. It's Bachelor, Bachelor Pat. It's not night to dismember. And uh, oh, was it in the Playboy one? That I, well, I have well, that's the one, no, that's the way that one hasn't happened yet. We haven't gotten to that. Uh, but you're right, not night to dismember the one with uh, meeting Gloria, which does bring something I, I know you were curious about is that this is pre Blanche, yes, it seems has to be right. And uh, I guess that's kind of consistent because when uh, when Felix meets Gloria, Oscar doesn't is not married, so um. It does seem consistent that Felix marries Gloria before Oscar marries Blanche, except for the except for the one we see later. Yes, where Oscar marries Blanche. So up till now, this is consistent. And the third, I'm, I have a feeling the thirteen years doesn't work somehow. But I well, how I'm old not, is Edna? Uh, well, no, I think it's so kind of not for that reason. I meant oh. more in the timeline of Oscar's meeting, yes, all the meetings and marriages. The Edna, I believe, thirteen That's makes close. Sense. Yeah. yeah, it's more and. Than, uh, Although, wait a minute, Edna's birthday was last season, and they said, "Oh, she was ten. Oh. I don't remember now. All right, we're we're gonna have to return to that later. Okay. <laughs> Whatever it is, timelines on this show never work out. So right. somewhere it doesn't make sense, and some places it may make sense. May make sense. Okay. So uh, there's all the apartment is also very messy in the living room because it's only Oscar. So we see a young woman sitting at the dining room table and she's shouting to Oscar in the kitchen. Steve won't take the bribe bribe. Can you hear me? And Oscar walks out of the kitchen with a bottle of milk on his forehead because it's cold. 
And of course, this is the days when you got bottled milk delivered to you and says, oh boy, can I, oh boy, can I hear you? And the girl says, Steve won't take the bribe. And that's why I came to you. Steve and I have always admired you. Oscar says, could you admire me a little softer, please, my head? And she repeats that he won't take the bribe. She's played by Tracy Bogart. She has a small number of IMDb credits. Nothing really significant to mention, but I want You know, to- I checked out her IMDb too, because of course I wondered if she was any relation to the other Bogart. And it turns out- Adam, Adam Bogart? <laughs> Shloma Bogart. Uh-huh. Um, no, it turns out she does come from a show business family, but through her father, director- Paul. Paul Bogart. Oh, okay, I knew of a Paul. Right, who also is not related to Humphrey, Humphrey Bogart, Bogart because he changed his name from Paul Bogoff. <laughs> so uh, that explains all that. So Oscar picks up a pad to start taking notes on what she's saying, and he picks up what looks like a pen, and she asks, are you going to write with a swizzle stick, which is what he actually <laughs> had po- picked up. Uh, he then actually picks up a pen and says, your boyfriend's name is Steve O'Connor, right? And she asks Oscar if his milk is buttermilk. And he says, no, just old. And the girl says, maybe she should come back another time. Oscar asks her to stay and asks if Steve will talk to him and name names. And she says she thinks so, but Oscar has to promise he won't mention his name and that no one else will be in the apartment when Steve is there. And... Uh, he said, she says he doesn't even want to come to the apartment. Oscar says no one will ever come to this apartment, which of course, like Lenny and Squiggy on Laverne <laughs> and Shirley, it's a perfect time for Felix to show up. And here's the clip of that. Oh boy. Listen, wait in the kitchen and I'll get rid of him, okay? They used the buzzer. Go back to the Nazi. Oscar! This is the second Lolita reference we've heard in the show. Yeah, what was the other one? I was hoping you would remember because okay. I don't. Well, I can. I thought I remembered it from uh, uh, Natural Childbirth when. That's right. I think that's right. But I'm. Th- I was expecting it in that episode, but it. Oh. <laughs> so I'm, sure I'm sorry whoever, to add to the confusion. Yes, here. I'm sure whoever's listening to this is driving. They're driving them crazy. They're shouting at their. 
podcast yes. machine. Well, someone out there knows this. Sure. Well, we, to think. we could go figure it out. We just, yeah. I, I thought I wrote it down. I didn't. You don't remember. It doesn't matter. It's a second Some one. other situation where yes. Felix sees Oscar with a young yes. girl. Yes. Um, and Felix, so obviously the big problem here is Felix introduces Gloria to Oscar. You remember my wife. But yeah. it was Oscar's date. <laughs> Gloria was Oscar's date when Gloria met Felix. So and ridiculous. would have been somewhere like three or four years before this. Yes. So, so that's not He the should answer. be saying, hello, Oscar. You remember my wife, Gloria, to whom you introduced me to. Yes. They, <laughs> yes, of course. She shouldn't even, he shouldn't even be introducing her. And we're talking about this was one season ago, right? Yes. Yeah. Because season one was season one. Season two was. I mean, back. that the Gloria Hallelujah. Yeah. Has oh, no, to be. That's not even Gloria Hallelujah. I'm sorry. The one where he meets. Oh, uh, never happened to. Uh, Say it was divorced. No. No. It's a flashback. Speak for yourself or something it's like that. Gloria Hallelujah. Isn't it? No, the Gloria Hallelujah also, is the dating is, is... One. We're getting titles confused. Uh, the one, the flashback to Felix proposing to Gloria is something like Speak for Yourself because. Oh, Oscar that's right. Yes. To... Oscars do it. Yes. So uh, Gloria that, Hallelujah is the one where he meets Gloria. No, that's the computer dating oh, one. Christ. <laughs> We're getting old, folks. We're just they're all blending together, frankly, at, at some point. Um I think we're just getting titles confused. We're, yes, we, let's not get into titles because it's My just, only point is the okay, forget titles. The episode with the flashback yeah. where Felix meets Gloria yeah. was not this current season three, was it? I believe it that's correct. Season two, two. yes. Yeah. But that's still no excuse. Okay, we've taken a moment to solve all this, all these questions. So, uh, the uh, the prior flashback with the ape was speak for yourself because Gloria Felix proposes to Gloria without a voice in the same episode where he meets her, and he meets her in a context where she's actually Gloria of uh, Oscar's date. And Mitzi, who plays Mitzi, the same age, twenty years later, is Felix's date. And then we've also solved that little reference was in good bad boy when they're trying to have a sex talk with edna and there's a reference lolita so we don't want to come away have this have the listeners be frustrated that we don't know what we're talking about even though we don't we have to sometimes look it up but and we, we certainly want don't want to leave any cloud of yes doubt yes, over yes. these very we're, important questions we're the odd couple experts or part of some of them or arbiters we right we yes we also know everyone listening is an odd couple expert and knows a lot more than we do in some cases so we we don't want to sound like uh you know we're some of these details we're just not ready to sometimes we're just free flowing it talking. is a heavy responsibility to yes yes and yet is. we have taken it on yes and we're doing our best to make sure we stay accurate and and make our proper references okay now back to that clip so clip? uh the, apparently from that clip what'd you say what, what clip? What episode are we in? Uh, so apparently, based on that clip, this is the first time Oscar meets Murray because Murray introduces. Oh, him. Murray! Yeah, this is insane. Which, <laughs> now, in the play, is Murray Oscar's friend or Felix's friend? Hard to tell. And the the play does not give much of a timeline either about how all those guys met or became friends. Although it does refer to, there is a line for the play where Oscar says to Felix, "You are my oldest and dearest friend." Um. Oscar says that to Felix. Yeah, in the which play. is which is that whole goes back to the whole childhood friend opening. Which way. yeah implies that. Uh, but um, Murray, it's it just seemed natural. He was more in Oscar's world. And that's what I thought. Felix's. Yes, yes. So it is kind of odd that he shows up. I mean, it's kind of first of all, it, it is cute. It's kind of funny to have. Here's my friend Murray the cop. <laughs> And it's like you know his introduction into the and Murray the, and Murray identifies himself. Just, I'm a police in, right. in uniform. Yes, That's the so joke. it's, That's a, the it's a cute moment, but it is a bit odd. But I think, uh, why does it happen? Because I think they, um, I think you get the feeling they want to bring everyone in this. Like Myrna's in it, Murray's in it. They want, like they're bringing in the whole Gloria. They're bringing in everyone but Blanche, basically. And we also find out that the house we saw earlier on that Gloria was living in when she's divorced yeah, is a new, new, new Rochelle. Right. So, so uh, you're theory and not. Not and cool. not the apartment door that fake Gloria kicks right. Felix out of yes. the opening credits. Well, that's supposed to be right, 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 right. That doesn't make any sense. But you thought it was Queens at one point, which it's not. I thought it could have been so, Forest okay. Hills or something like that. But All right. uh, same so, day. Oscar, after the clip, 
uh, and they and Felix and Gloria want to say they live there. Oscar brings them into what he describes as a rumpus room, which is what we know as Felix's bedroom. He apologizes for it, it being messy, and uh, there's also a really racy picture of a topless woman in it. Oh, there is. I did not notice <laughs> yeah. that hanging, hanging like like having like halfway hanging off the wall. Felix asks, "How wonder how many rumpuses you've had in here? And Oscar says, I wasn't expecting anyone. I don't remember making that offer. Felix says this is clear as a bell in his memory. I came in from New Rochelle and I took you to my trade show, remember? Oscar says, oh, you introduced me to that model. Felix says, yes. And while you were nuzzling Miss Flashbulbs, you said, when Gloria's ready to deliver, come to my place. I'm right near the hospital. Oscar says, I said that. Felix says, well, word to that effect. It's possible I said, you're near the hospital and we ought to come to your place. And you said, all right, leave me alone. <laughs> Which is probably what actually happened, yes. of course. That's what we're supposed to believe. Uh, the audience laughs and Oscar stares at him and says, Felix, at that point, I would have said anything to get rid of you. But that was six months ago. Felix retorts and says, "With well, Oscar, how long is your word good for? Which is very <laughs> Felix. Yes. Uh, it's just going to be for a couple of hours. She is almost ready. And Gloria says the doctor says it could be weeks, which freaks out Oscar. But Felix says he knows it's going to be soon. He feels it. Oscar asks, asks if they wouldn't feel better in a hotel. And Felix says they are perfectly comfortable at Oscar's don't be silly. And they wouldn't let him cook at a hotel as he has Gloria on a special diet. Gloria says they should go to a hotel. Felix says it's no imposition. And this great guy wants us to stay here. <laughs> not picking up on any cues. Oscar says, any other time, but right now it's a little inconvenient. Felix says, well, I'm sorry, but what should I do? Tell Gloria not to have the baby? Maybe I should ask the baby. And then he turns <laughs> to Gloria's belly and says, can you wait another month? Read a magazine. <laughs> Felix says they're going to go to their, they're going to go to some fleasy hotel and wonders how much you have to tip a billboy to deliver a baby. Oscar says, don't be so sensitive, Felix. And Felix says, you know you've got a heart of gold. You have. You have. Didn't I tell you he's one in a million? He's a wonderful guy. Don't worry about us. And there's a mistake in that line, by the way. Um, there's, there's a When Felix is trying to um, – is talking, he says, we won't be in our way. Oh, I he, he to slips a, up, yeah. I listened to him multiple times. Right. I, I think I know, I know that too. Yeah, Tony Randall made a He was saying, well, we'll be in your way. Uh, he also says Oscar uh, won't know they are there. And Oscar starts to light a cigar, and Felix asks him to put it out. Oscar throws it on the floor. It and seems Felix, dangerous. It does seem dangerous. And, and it's, that's like aggressively rude, I think, in front of the pregnant girl who you've never met before or just met once as Felix's <laughs> wife. Right. And Felix says, uh, not on my carpet. Gloria says, this is Oscar's carpet. And Felix says, she is right, and he's going to have to clean the place anyway, and it's a good thing he brought his rags and cleaners. Oscar starts to leave the room, and Felix asks him how many bathrooms he has, and Oscar says three, which uh, is not true. There are not three <laughs> other bathrooms, in, two other bathrooms in this show. There's multiple episodes of one bathroom. In fact, we in just... In fact, the week before... We the just super, had the super. The super just said you can't use the bathroom. Now, but in okay, but to be fair, Ted. Yes, I know this you is a say. flashback. So sometime in these thirteen years, they something may have happened to those bathrooms. That's ridiculous. <laughs> I'm just saying. So that you're saying is a fact somehow uh, in a Park Avenue apartment, two bathrooms were removed, uh, converted to. No, I don't believe that. But actually, I'll give you a better caveat. Okay. Okay. That Oscar says two of them don't have water running. Which is go. also weird. I don't even know why that Maybe is. Maybe they just stopped working. There's first of all, that bat. There, there's I that apartment does not have three bathrooms. It's just I don't know why they say that. It's it's a weird. Yeah, three is the, three is large even for one of one of the legendary. It's like even the old big Upper West Side apartments, which is where the play is based in, wouldn't have three bathrooms. No, and three bathrooms are never referenced again. So I, yeah. it's a no. it's a mistake. Um, all for a joke all for the but it's all it's all just for it's not, a kind of misdirect joke of like how many bathrooms you have three but not really one yeah it's not and the joke that's coming up isn't that great isn't that great felix asks oscar to shower and shave and brush his teeth the night before first of all yeah it's right you're right the joke is he says three and then just says there's only one working that's not much of a joke 
<laughs> it's just to get his hopes up and then yeah it doesn't it it's not necessary it's not, not a, it's a lie is what it is it's a it's a it's fake news felix ah, a, felix asks oscar to shower and shave and brush his teeth the night before that way Gloria and felix could have the bathroom in the morning and then Oscar says sarcastically, or I could shower and shave and eat breakfast the night before, and then in the morning I could go to the cold and see the floor show. <laughs> I think that's funny. It is funny. <laughs> Just the idea of the, bringing up the copa, you know. And the way he says it. Is it is 1959, I guess, so, yeah. Yes, but he also says it so casually, a matter of fact, yeah, delivers right. very well. So Felix ignores the sarcasm and says, did I tell you this guy's a sport? He's the greatest. He's the greatest. One thing, do you have medicated soap? Oscar says no. Felix asks if there's a drugstore nearby, and Oscar says yes around the corner. Felix says, good, I'll make you a list. <laughs> Oscar expression is one of disbelief, and he says thank you, again, <laughs> sarcastically. So now we're in a new scene. Oscar's on the phone to the girlfriend we saw earlier of the basketball player who took the bribe or had offered a bri- was offered a bribe, and he promises that he will be alone when Steve comes up. Then Gloria comes out in a robe and says she had to leave the bedroom because Felix set off a bug bomb. What is that? So I think it's like a, it's like a, um, it's a thing you would put on the floor to kind of disinfect the room of bugs. Like it would spray mm. smoke everywhere. I think mm. you kind of like, I'm envisioning it as like a, some sort of ball or something like a bath bomb. You know, you put a ball mm. in the bed. Mm-hmm. So it's a way of like, getting rid of bugs, like disinfecting. Mm-hmm. But I think that would sound very <laughs> dangerous for a pregnant woman. To yeah. Be. See, it makes me think of like that Seinfeld episode where you're, no one's allowed to go to some apartment. Yeah, I, that's what is. That's, that's a good analogy. So uh, for someone who's so concerned about everything, it just, I, it shows Felix being super clean, but it also is a bit of a irresponsible. Putting even thing. the cleanliness ahead of his wife. Right. Uh, and... Uh, Oscar offers her a pickle. Oscar seems to be eating pickles this entire episode. There's a jar of pickles he brings with, everywhere with him. Um, well, I gather, I assumed that that was Gloria's pickles. No, he offers her a pickle oh. and she says Felix won't let her eat them. But isn't there a pregnant woman with pickles? Yes, but I think, I, 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 I can't tell if that's a thing. That's why this is happening. But, that's a coincidence. But you're saying they are Oscar's pickles. They didn't well, bring he them. offers her a pickle. And she okay. says that Felix won't let her eat them because he thinks they're bad for people's IQs. So she is not <laughs> eating pickles. First, I have heard of that theory. And which... he brings the pickles to the hospital later. Right. So, no, he... this is Oscar's pickles. Anyway, he's eating, he's eating pickles. Is it a joke, though? Like, he's the I one don't... It's ironic that he's eating the pregnant woman's pickles? Uh, I understand why you're saying that, and I can't yeah. tell you you're wrong. I have a That's the only reason I can think of even introducing pickles in this. But you're right. Felix would not have brought them because he right. believes they make you stupid. And it's not yeah, – that's a very uh, <laughs> contextual sub, – what's a um, subliminal joke then, which yeah. I didn't yeah. think is what's happening okay. here. Okay. Oscar explains that the two college students are coming over, which could be a big boost to his career, and he knows he can count on Gloria – and the baby, he says, he, I know I can count on you two, meaning Glory and the baby, but how can he get Felix to go clean Brooklyn? Which is mm-hmm. a funny line. Glory says he wishes he would go to a movie or something. His labor pains are driving me crazy. Yeah. Oscar says, and send him to the movies. And Gloria says it would hurt his feelings. Oscar says he will do it. And uh, he will do it. And Oscar says, do it tactfully, which leads to our second clip. Of course I'm going to be tactful. Okay. Felix, get out. Why? I want to work, so I want you to go to the movies. Are you crazy? My place is with Gloria. She's going to have a little baby. Felix, it could be two weeks. Anyway, Gloria wants you to go too. Oh, come on. I want to hear that from Gloria's mouth. Felix, go to the movies. All right. You heard it from Gloria's mouth? You want to hear from the baby's mouth too? You need to relax. Yeah, phone us and um, tell us where you are, and then we'll call you back. Do you really want me to go? Yeah, I, I really do. Oh, all right, then I'll go. Maybe I'll find a pregnant woman at the movies who needs my help. Oh, oh. I gotta hand it to you, Gloria. I could never live with that guy. Hello, Felix. Is Gloria there? 
No, Gloria's not here. She went bowling. Don't torment me, Oscar. I'm in my ninth month. Felix, will you stop calling? Go look at the movie. I can't sit and watch Gidget's skin clear up while my wife is having a little baby. Then look for gum under the seat. Sweep an aisle. Wave to Gidget. Gloria's having labor pains, isn't she? They're coming closer together. I can feel it. No, her labor pains are not coming closer together. Only your phone calls are coming closer together. Oscar, listen to me. Just in case I do happen to watch some of the movie, this phone will be answered by Miss Darlene Spinoza. Isn't that right, Miss Spinoza? Write that name down. Darlene Spinoza. I got it. Erase it. I think Miss Spinoza's mind is on something else. Oh, Felix, will you stop calling? Gloria's fine. Everything's fine. What about pillows? She likes two pillows under it. Felix, listen. Now, you're going to hear a noise that sounds like I'm hanging up, but I'm not. See, there's some construction work going on. So you just keep on talking, okay? It did sound as if you hung up. Oscar? Oscar? I know what you did. There's a couple of jokes in that scene that are reused in the show. One of them is the old joke of, I can't live, you know, I wouldn't know how to live with that guy in the flashback. <laughs> any flashback, that it, not everyone, but in most flashbacks, there's some opportunity to uh, ironic foreshadowing. And the, I know what you did is used in my favorite episode. Um, it gotta be me. Uh, there's a scene where Oscar says <laughs> that this is going to sound like this is happening, but it's not. And then he says, I know what you did. Um, and there's a funny scene in there where Oscar, Felix gives Oscar the name Darlene Spinoza and he starts writing yeah, it in yeah. the air with a pickle. <laughs> and then he's got another pickle in his hand. So Oscar's yeah, eating right, pickles. Right. Yeah. Um, so that's a funny scene. Uh, now we're back. explain some of the things that are happening visually in that? Oh, like well, Darlene, Darlene is, is making out with her boyfriend. Oh, sure. Felix is standing in a concession area of a movie theater right. and yes he's hoping that the concession attendant Darlene Spinoza will answer the phone if a pay phone watch the movie a pay, pay phone. phone but he is too involved she's too involved making out with the usher and um, Gidget you want to do it you're gonna are you uh, gonna I, really I was counting Gidget. on you to, to Gidget is a reference to those movies that also became a TV series about the beach girl Gidget not a you know, name. something I noticed in the establishing shot, there's an establishing shot of Times Square before they show Felix at the movie theater. And um, I'm pretty sure you, it's only a partial title in the marquee, but in the corner of the frame, there's a marquee that looks like that has the title The Boston Strangler. Oh, which I looked up, which is a 1968 movie. Oh. So I give them credit for not having a 1973 establishing shot, but um, it is a revival. Oh, right. Of course, a revival wouldn't help, right? It's not a 19. So they're just yeah. using whatever stock footage they have of Times Square. Uh, so now we have a new scene and the doorbell rings. And now the girl we saw earlier, who I think we never get a name for. She maybe in the, in the credits. She's in the credits is a name, uh, but I don't, never in the show. And now she's back with Steve. Now she's there with Steve, the, the boyfriend who's, the basketball player, they ask if the coast is clear. And Oscar says, clear coast. And they walk in and Steve says he's very nervous and his hand is moving back and forth while he <laughs> says this. And the girlfriend says, Steve, you're dribbling again. And Steve says that he, when he's nervous, he dribbles, uh, but he doesn't dribble when he's not nervous. And Oscar says, neither do I. <laughs> uh, Steve is played by an actor named Rick Carrot who had a bunch of limited roles in the 70s. Uh, then the phone rings and it's Felix again. And he says, I was right not to trust Darlene Spinoza. She went up in the balcony with the usher. I am all alone here. Two people try to buy popcorn from me. <laughs> Oscar hangs up and says, wrong number. <laughs> Just hangs up on <laughs> And he goes right to Steve and he says, who was the first to offer you a bribe? And then the doorbell rings and Oscar says he can't catch a break. And Murray walks in and says he's all set. He has his book, which he indeed has a very heavy, thick book in his hand, and he can deliver it right here. And Steve asks, you call the cops? And Oscar <laughs> says he did not. And then Glory comes out and says, I did. It's time for the baby. And then we go to commercial. So after the commercial, Oscar says, are you sure you're ready? 
You couldn't wait a couple of minutes? No, of course you couldn't. And then Steve and the girl leave, and Oscar says there's been a change of plan, and I'll contact them later. Oscar goes to call Felix at the movie theater, but all he gets is a busy signal. And then we cut to Felix, who's on the phone at the theater, and he's asking the operator, how could the line be busy? Right. The old uh, problem with the, uh, the, the old days of calling each other at the same time. And then he turns and he sees an old man at the concession stand and he says, we're <laughs> closed. Uh, Gloria suggests that Oscar leave him a note and Murray says to give him his regards to the note, which is <laughs> funny. Uh, Oscar walks up to the ape and says, and now we get the name of the ape. We know the name of the girlfriend, but we have the name of the ape. Do you believe this, Bruce? <laughs> I never asked that man to come here. I would never do that. That guy's a nut. You've got to be crazy to have somebody in like that. Room sprays, breakfast. Look at this. I'm talking to a gorilla. And then he punches the gorilla. <laughs> oh, by the way, back to the bug bomb. So I think the bug bomb is just uh, Felix spraying the room a lot. Oh, okay. Because that's what he's doing when uh, Oscar walks in earlier. Uh, so we cut to a lone police car at night, zooming through New York City with no traffic. And I think we're supposed to presume this is Murray driving Gloria and Oscar to the hospital. Which Oscar's only a few blocks away from. That's right. Well, I guess you can't walk. Uh, to be fair, I'm sorry. Yes. I'm sorry. That's a terrible right. thing to say about yes. a pregnant woman. Of course right. she yes. can't walk. Right. There, yeah. But it does seem that he's going, I think I, I think he's driving. It doesn't matter. Yes. So he's driving. By the way, uh, isn't it I guess I guess we're assuming there are no hospitals in New in New Rochelle. That's yeah, I don't know why. Yeah, I don't know why they picked this hospital. Maybe they picked that, it. And that they knew nine months ahead that this yeah, that's weird. a good point. Although, okay, I'm putting that out there, but at the same time, I can't answer that and say like some women, you know, if they're seeing, they want a certain gynecologist, they, or maybe some people think better, New York has better doctors and when it's, they want right. to trust, but just notice the whole premise of the episode is that they're having the baby, they're going way out of their way to have the baby in a different hospital. Far yeah, I didn't even think about that. It's a good point. Uh, right. Your, your answers about why it could be happening could be true, or it could just be one of those inconsistencies that riddle I, and it's even possible they made up the new Rochelle thing just for this episode like they never named new Rochelle before right so they had to say well maybe they live in new Rochelle and that's why <laughs> to stay with Oscar so we see the hospital at night from the outside and inside we see a nurse carrying a baby and we hear babies crying to establish that we're on the uh baby ward delivery delivery area and Oscar's in the waiting room with his jar of pickles, which so he brought what? the pickles to the hospital. <laughs> so this is like a subplot of the whole episode: Oscar's addiction yes, to pickles, I which he so. will shake. He will get. He will get well, over. We that. never hear about it again, do we? Or never see it again? Uh, the scene is cut very short. Like we pan over to oh, Oscar sitting hmm. with his pickles, and all of a sudden, it cuts back to the apartment. When I don't think it's a musical number. So no. Uh, uh, We'll check that out because we have a list. But um, right. yeah, it, it just seems like a very weird cut. All right, so here's the clip Ask after we see uh, Felix go back to the apartment with nobody there. Gloria? Oh. Gloria? Oscar? There's nobody here. I wonder if I'm in the right apartment. <laughs> no need to panic. Now what should I do? Look for a note. Where would he hide a note? In the gorilla. Take the note. Thank you. Now what should I do? Read the note. He's going to be a father. Now what should I do? I don't need the note anymore, do I? So back on the tube. Straighten your tie. Now what should I do? Get what I need and go to the hospital. It's amazing how calm I am. So the big laugh at the end is when Felix goes to get something to bring to the hospital, he brings a tennis racket. <laughs> the funny. one thing he picks out of the get yeah. what I need and go to the hospital and he just randomly picks this racket. Uh, so, can I just say, this is one of my favorite Tony Randall 
monologues of all the bits he does that are just him alone on stage as it were uh i just think this, this is so brilliant uh his you know i am not panicking i am just very very weirdly calm um and uh, the interaction with the gorilla he does this like little improv with the gorilla when he straightens the gorilla's tie <laughs> the, the tie that oscar just threw around the gorilla's neck uh it's just a beautiful moment a beautiful bit of acting by tony there and i checked I, our- a gorilla by the way what is with that gorilla like uh who i'm just dying to know whose idea was it to put that big gorilla in oscar's bachelor pad apartment and like who has such a thing like it's there to like be a, a, a hat rack or a clothing rack or i have two guesses i have no basis one, one guess is that somebody on the writing staff actually had a gorilla as a in a bachelor pad and mentioned it and they thought it was a great set piece or in the paramount prop department when they were looking <laughs> for stuff to decorate yeah. oscars and they found a grill and they thought instinctively let's just instinctually spur the moment let's put that it is it is so uh, uh striking you know memorable that and they repeat it they are consistent when those when it's set in this era uh, but it's a weird thing to have. Like pickles. Oscar, uh, just Oscar, like, like pickles. the pickles. Yeah. But Oscar makes great use of it, and he puts the note on the gorilla's tooth. Yes. That's a very, very good I, I looked up our list from our friend Lee to see if there are any. This was an episode that had some music uh, clips deleted, and the, mm-hmm. this episode does not show up. So I think the weird edit there. Some scene they else. cut from the hospital, yes. right? Yeah. Um, so. Back at the hospital, Oscar's on the phone trying to call Steve, and he leaves a message to call. He leaves a message for Steve to call the number on the payphone, which is Klondike Five, Klondike Five, four two two six. And of course, Klondike K L is five five. Five 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 number. Right. And back in the day, uh, in New York City, some phone numbers were referred to with a word. For the first two letters, I remember my uncle and aunt. Yes, we did talk about it. My uncle and I remember we told the story. My uncle and aunt. Well, I know my uncle and aunt had BA. Like when I called them in Queens, it was BA something, 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 something. We didn't use a we didn't use a word, but we did say two letters Hmm, instead of numbers, which was odd. Because I the ones I remember the most were Plaza, Plaza famous one. Yes, and the we talked about the book. Oh right, Yeah. yeah. Uh, and well, Butterfield Eight. That Butterfield Eight. Sorry, Butterfield Eight. We talked. Uh, that, that, that was in the. That was we talked. In the in the in the uh, J. Martin Eckworth, the where they all where Murray, the Murray episode, the yeah, poker game, right? Um, Murray the Fink, and uh, yeah. we that was a big. So we had to we discussed C. Yeah, R. We'll Murray discuss the Fink episode yes, yes. for a, for an explanation of the phone exchange. Uh, right. Okay, so um, now uh, he says that the, he's at Mid City Memorial Hospital. Um, and, uh, he says he's in the father's waiting room and then he says, no, he didn't get anyone in trouble. <laughs> the, the basketball player, Referring right? to the basketball <laughs> player. Yes. Uh, and in trouble, of course, was code for pregnant. Uh, so now we have another clip when Felix arrives at the hospital. Hey, Felix. Oscar. Yeah. I'm here. Good. I'm completely calm. How's Gloria? She's fine. Has she had a little baby? No, she hasn't delivered yet. You notice my questions are without hysteria? How are you? I'm a rock. Why do you have that? I brought it with me. Where shall I sit my calm self? Well, sit your calm self over here, take off your jacket, relax. I'm relaxed. I'm not nervous. Nothing to be nervous about. I'm not having the baby. Gloria's having the baby. I'm just the father. Good point. See, I brought some pickles. I want to talk to you about... What are you going to do, take a shower? Perfectly normal mistake. mistake. Are you sure you're all right? Is that hand shaking? No, but your body is. Good idea. The doctor. I've got to speak to the doctor. Dr. Rogers. Felix, I wanted to tell you that. Now, Dr. Rogers couldn't make it. He's out of town. His associate is making the delivery. I'm calmly asking you, is a complete stranger going to deliver my baby? He'll introduce himself and he won't be a total stranger. I'm sure he's a competent doctor. What's his name? Dr. James. Dr. James? What is he, the hospital pet? Dr. Bill, Dr. Bob, Dr. Timmy. Whatever you all calm, sir. I'm calm. Watch my racket. I want to speak to Dr. James. I'm afraid he's busy now. He's supposed to be delivering Mrs. Unger's baby. I'm sure he is. I want to speak to Dr. James. Excuse me. Dr. James, this is Felix. I want to speak to you. Do you hear me, James? Dr. James, please. Dr. Unger. No sweat, no sweat, no sweat. All right, now what's 
What's going on here? Who's been paging me? Are you Dr. James? Yes. And who are you? I am the man who sired Gloria Unger's baby. What is this? They said the green kitty doesn't even shave yet. Jesus, will you forgive him, Doc? He's a little nervous. I want to speak to you. Right, you have to make it quick. Now, you make up, I'm going to make a phone call. You see, Dr. Jim, I happen to subscribe to the old-fashioned notion that childbirth is a pretty important thing. Yes, yes. Well, have you done this sort of thing before? About a hundred times. Mm. Well, I don't see any rubber gloves. Don't you usually wear rubber gloves? No, no. I usually wear a catcher's mitt. <laughs> You think it's funny to make jokes at a time like this? It's the best time. Now, just relax, Mr. Unger. Your wife is fine. You'll have to excuse me. Another thing, belly buttons. There are two kinds. The kind that sticks out and the kind that sticks in. I want an outie. No, no, I want an innie. Look, I don't care. You trust that kid? Because it's you I don't trust. Now, look, go over there, pick up your dragon, and hit something. I gotta speak to Glory. I wanna speak to Mrs. Unger. She's on her way to delivery. Oh, oh, it's time. Oh, oh, she's on her way to delivery. I'm gonna tell her we're around here to get her in the elevator. Look, who's there? What? Oh, darling, darling, I love you. I love you, sweetheart. There's nothing to worry about. Everything's going to be all right, sweetheart. Believe me, believe me. So the big visual at the end there is that's not Gloria, it's a man with a beard who Felix is talking to. <laughs> Under the shirt, the, the, the uh, gurney comes yes. out with a sheet over it. And it's a lot, what I love is that uh, he's saying, Gloria, you're, you're gonna agree, I love you, I love you. And this man comes out, sits up in the gurney and shakes Felix. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. It's like, thank you, sir. Yeah. Um, a couple of things. So we haven't mentioned the fact that Felix keeps referring to Edna as little baby, like not just baby, but little baby. And uh, do we? Did you notice who plays a security guard in that scene? Who comes to grab Felix? My namesake, Mr. Yes, Garrett. Yes. Um, he just and, chose. He just is so versatile. Yes. He's so versatile. Uh, um, and so, Doctor James. That, that's a that, that's a funny bit with Doctor Jim, Doctor Bob, Doctor Timmy. <laughs> uh, he's played by an actor named Paul Gale, who I always think is is not good in that scene. The way he delivers his lines and the way he reacts to Felix, I always find stands out as like a weak character act bit actor playing the part you do you not do you think he's i, I wasn't turned off by him anyway. yeah i always say he's, he's very tall which always bugs yeah. me for some reason <laughs> i don't know why what do you got what do you got against i don't know it's just uh, the whole I, I, well I, I will say this he's perfect casting for the situation which is that he look he's very young looking i agree that from he that looks point like of a kid yes. a, a very tall man who just like seems like college age and he's clearly like a young just out of med school kind of doctor and that is part of felix's problem it also reveals it kind of backs up what i was saying about why they're having why he drags her to this hospital to give birth because dr rogers is their trusted obstetrician who yes, that's is right. supposed to deliver the baby so right. i guess you know the tough too bad for felix and gloria that they went through all this effort and didn't even get there obstetrician and one more thing about the character is that i'm noticing on imdb he is credited the he, the character is listed as dr arnold oh i didn't even notice that maybe that's it's, his last name because oh yeah you're right he's no he's dr, dr. james right yeah but it could suggest that then the original script it was dr said, arnold and yes. that the some some point the idea came to have a joke about him yes. being dr jim and we've seen that before where <laughs> yeah. characters have right characters are misnamed in the yeah credits. uh and, and one he, more thing about paul gale i yeah. was saying his sort of defense yeah if it were um true he does not have many impressive credits on imdb but did you notice he has one very notable credit indeed which is the star wars holiday special no i did not know the that. infamous star wars Who's, who, who does it say he plays in that the role he plays in it is itchy oh well itchy. not a character in the star trek star sorry star wars universe oh no itchy's very <laughs> prominent at that the, uh, disney plus their next spinoff is itchy that's itchy the legend yeah, right yeah. you sure uh, it's not itchy and scratchy no it's not is there a crossover no it's completely okay. separate uh i know i just i i, I find oh, oh here's the thing about him also when if i when i hear a line written for a doctor to reassure a husband that he's done this a lot I wanted that number. I've always wanted him to say a thousand times, not a hundred oh. times. A hundred doesn't seem like enough oh. to reassure me. I well, wish he, he said a thousand times. A young doctor. It is, well, it's kind it's, of A hundred times is, is, that's, I mean, he should be delivering more than a baby every three days if he's a, yeah. so. Well, you're making Felix's point. Yep. 
but we know Edna now, turns are, out okay. Yes. Are you gonna also okay? So, do you have anything more to say about the doctor? No. You've got that off your I've chest. I've got that off my chest. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so when Oscar invites Felix to take off his jacket. Yes. Oh, yes. Yes. <laughs> he starts to basically strip. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> he can't stop taking stuff down yes. and like unbuttoning his shirt. And that's what Oscar says when you take a shower. Right. And you know, Oscar uh, offers him pickles and also tells him to hit a pickle with the all about jacket. The pickles. All about You're pickles. right. I didn't notice that. Uh, so now we cut to a new scene still in the hospital, in the, hospital, in the baby ward. It's now 12, 10 a.m. I think that's what the clock said. And we see the same tall African-American African -American actor, the Eddie Garrett of tall African-American actors who's in <laughs> so many episodes playing and, a janitor. And still is never, is never credited. Never credited. I don't even know if he has a speaking role ever. We have to he, find out his name. He's playing a janitor. Is, I'm going to make that my mission to find out his name. And Felix is pacing. And he starts to point out places that need cleaning to the janitor. Oscar's on the phone. And the janitor starts checking out the ashtrays. And then after that, Felix starts cleaning up the ashtrays with napkins, which he then puts on the floor near the janitor's mop, which is a little which rude. I was surprised. That's very rude. Very rude and feels a little uh, uncomfortable these days. Uh, Oscar asks Felix to sit down and relax. And Felix says he will sit down but not relax. And then we see him sit down next to a man who's wearing a reverence collar. Um, which leads to our final scene. Oh, God, please let everything be all right. I'm sorry, were you speaking to him? No, I, I was just thinking. This your first child? Yes. My first one, too. Flesh is weak. Guess you had to clear it with the... What? Did they excommunicate you? I'm not a priest. I'm a minister. Oh, oh, I did you. Boy, oh boy, what would we have done without you chaplains in the army? I'll... I'll... Yes, Steve, I guarantee it'll be safe. I'll meet you here at the hospital. Oscar. Just insulted a minister. He's supposed to forgive you. Finish. Oh. look, I got 15 minutes before my contact gets here. I'm going to get something to eat. You want anything? Huh? No, no. Okay. What, 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 go restring your racket. It'll keep your fingers busy. <laughs> you didn't pick up the... No, it's not for me to tell you your job. Also, when, when you're cleaning the ashtrays, I think you should wipe them out. Because this is a hospital and you're supposed to keep things clean. Your mop is dirty, too. What are you gonna do? You, you wouldn't do anything to an expectant father, would you? No, you, no, you wouldn't. Oh, thank goodness you're here. Oh, well, I didn't do anything. Chaplain! Chaplain! Relax! Why are you so nervous? Why am I so nervous? I'll tell you the same thing I told my gorilla! I never asked that man to come into my place. I'm not medicated soap and breakfast. Who needs that? Shoot. There you are. You sure it's safe here? Sure it's safe. Will you stop the dribbling and come and sit down? Oh, look, I don't have much time. Who was the first guy to offer Oscar. you Oscar, there's that man again. What's he doing here? Well, it's all right. His wife is having a kid. Felix, I'm trying to work here. Oh, okay? I'm sorry? Who's the first to approach you? The guard. He dragged me off to the administrative director's office, who accused me of attacking a patient, abusing the hospital PA system, and disturbing a janitor. Felix? He said it's easier to get doctors than janitors. Can you imagine that? I'm trying to work, Felix. I'm sorry, forgive me. Was I interrupting? Yeah, now who was... Man balls me out. His whole office was thick with cigar smoke. Felix, go hit a pickle against the wall. Yes. Congratulations, Mr. Unger. Your wife is doing fine. She just gave birth to a beautiful baby girl. Oh, there's a new Unger in the world. Felix, this scoop is going to get me my own collar. When do I get to see my baby? What's taking so long? They're just cleaning her up. You should appreciate that. <laughs> Unger, here's your baby, Mr. Unger, but I'm afraid you can only see her for a second. Oh, 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 hello, hello. Oh, she's so beautiful. You know what your name is, sweetheart? Edna, isn't that a beautiful name? You're drooling, sweetheart. You're drooling. No, oh, let me. Oh, please. Oh. 
Now that's what I call a beautiful baby. Yeah? Well, let's go. What's the matter? You look worried. Well, how do I know it's our baby? Oh, no, but they could have brought out any baby. They all look alike. Oh, no. They have a sister here. No, 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 I've read about these things. What are you going to do? I, I gotta see Gloria. No, you can't. She's in recovery. You can't see her. I won't eat it. cannot see her. Why? Oh, don't do that. Oh, Gloria. This is Felix. You did a terrific job, sweetheart. Beautiful. I saw him come in here and came in with a tennis racket. I heard he insulted a priest. One of those nuts, you know how it is. I'll take that. So long, brother. That's a brother, of course. Yes, brother, of course, which Felix has done before. Is our African-American friend. Yes, and uh, he's, he's, I think he's said that to that actor playing other clips before. <laughs> yeah. Um, so the minister is played by Jim Bowles, who has 150 credits as a bit player mostly. Um, so obviously it's, it's different times when the father is not even allowed to see the wife because she's in recovery. But that's not, when you had a baby, I didn't. I, 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 yes, so I will admit this. I will, uh, if you're asking me to share my story, uh, I was indeed in the delivery room. Right, and, which is uh, normal these days. So it's just weird. Which that I think is normal and, and many women would kind of expect that right. and not want their husband just kind of, I mean, in Felix's case, he is worrying for her, but well, what you see more in old stories is like the guy is just like out on the town or something and shows up the next day to see. It does seem weird that they're leaving and he's not even allowed to see her. That but let's is... be fair. Uh, who would, no one would want Felix in that operating room. No, sorry, not the operating, in the recovery room. Like the in fact the recovery that, room. Oh, the fact that they're leaving now and not going to see Gloria is right. weird to me. Right. Yes. Uh, and then, of course, we get we've done this before. There's like the the shot of the baby is very inserted <laughs> stock footage of a baby, and uh, the insult that Felix says. There's a sign. There's a there's a sign. There's a scene where or a clip where Felix says about being insulted is a dubbed in. There's a dubbed in piece of dialogue in that clip. Oh, right. Which I'm not sure why that is. Uh, but that's a funny scene. And of course, now we've seen that Oscar's with Felix in every important moment in his life, proposing yeah. <laughs> uh, and having a baby. True. All right. So now we have the task. Oscar's on playing the father's role. Like he's, you know, uh, accompanying Gloria to the hospital and waiting that's right. in yeah. Felix's place. Uh, and proposed to her. And literally yes. proposed. Uh, so in the tag, Myrna says that was a beautiful story. And the lunch back in the eh, kitchen, back in the yes, kitchen. back in the kitchen. That was a beautiful story. The lunch, meh. Oscar asks her to take the pictures to the paper now, and then Felix walks in and he asks Myrna how is the leg, and she thanks him for the room freshener. He apologizes for not visiting, but she says she under but she says she understands now why he doesn't did not visit. Felix says she's a nice, and then she leaves. And Felix, this is a weird ending here. Felix says she's a nice girl, a wonderful girl. Oscar says she's a rotten secretary. And Felix says, isn't it always the way the nice girls, the moral girls, the ones who wear a bra, they're the ones who get hurt. Okay. What the was, hell is so, he talking about? <laughs> he's talking about the fact that she's the one who got injured skiing. Oh, well. But it makes, what does that have to do with wearing a bra? It's so weird. I mean, it's a weird thing. It's a weird message. Yes. First, that just because she's a nice girl, that means she had a skiing accident. I mean, isn't that tragic or something? But for Felix, like, what are these writers thinking? Like, I bringing don't know. up the bra burning. It's a, the, I know it's the 70s, but I mean, early 70s, but Felix, Felix like, all of a sudden this reactionary. It's, wow. it, it, that, that piece of dialogue just makes no sense. Oscar offers him a sandwich, and Felix asks, what is it? And he says, whitefish. And Felix and where says, where did ah. the whitefish come from? Well, that was because that's what Gloria, uh, that's what Myrna thought it was, remember? Yeah, but it's not. I know, but I think he's <laughs> trying to trick him. Uh, oh, I see. Now you're explaining the tag in a way I didn't understand. Okay, and Good. he says, ah, love it. So another mm -hmm. person who's thrilled about whitefish. Mm -hmm. He takes a bite of it, and it crunches. And he says, it white is whitefish supposed to make a noise? And that cracks Oscar. I was wondering why Oscar laughs so much. And I just assumed Klugman was breaking up that 
that Tony Randall cracked him up, but he didn't do anything particularly funny. But I think it's I Oscar see Oscar playing a joke on yes, him. Yes, that's right. what I took. Uh, and that's the end of the episode. So I, I like this episode. I give it three and a half out of five Murrays. It's good. There's some funny moments. There's some great monologues, as you say, great, especially Tony Randall moments. Uh, Oscar doesn't really have much to do. He's got the, the basketball thing is just a distraction and just giving Jack Coleman something to do. But the set design is good. Uh, having the bigger cast and having these random kind of bit players, even if I don't like the way they portray some of their characters um, and having it, you know, be a part of Felix's lore of, of, of having Edna born and addressing that. It's all satisfying enough that I give it three and a half out of five. Murrays. Well, I give it five. This is a what? five Murray. This is a five Murray deal for me. Five? Um, I did not ex- you haven't, in the last hour or whatever we're talking, I did not pick up from you on that. Really? Oh. Yeah. Well, you, you can't hear me laughing during the clips. I do um, see you, but you laugh during the clips when you give it a three and a half. I've seen, yeah. we pick clips. I don't know. Are... I guess this one has, a, this one, I even though I, I've always been a little wary of the flashbacks, this one I've always loved. And I think it's because it's one of Tony Randall's greatest performances. It, it, it gives him full reign to be the completely overbearing, neurotic, insane Felix that he can be. And it gives him so, so many opportunities to do that. Um, I love him grabbing the PA, the PA microphone. Yes, that's funny. <laughs> Which, just to think of what that is, what that would be like in a hospital. Um, the controlling, domineering side of him. It just gives him so much to do. I love the bit with the gorilla, as I said. Um, and if I could just throw out one more random line I love is not only the bit when he takes the, the racket, the tennis racket out of the closet for no reason, but shows up at the hospital and Oscar goes, what's that? And Phil says, I brought it with me. <laughs> yeah, right, right, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like it's normal. Uh, totally normal. And so it's just the range he gets to show. Uh, it goes, it's a very big arc. Like he goes from like the expectant father all in control of everything and then loses control and goes nuts that he can't control the situation. So I agree, it, it, it's much more his episode than Oscar. Oscar doesn't do a lot. He's got a good toupee, Jack Klugman, I will say, in this um, episode. Uh, they made him, you know, that was always the issue in the flashbacks. They had to make them look, make Oscar look younger. They never bothered to look, make the other people look younger, I think. And um, yeah, it just, I don't know. To me, it's just a lot of laughs in this. And it's also, it has a kind of farcical energy that's helped by the big cast and the, the big event in the hospital. Just kind of has a lot of great energy to me. So that's why I guess I've always loved it. And I'm happy to reaffirm that right here with you, regardless. Okay, well, I certainly like it. Uh, and I do, and I think there's plenty of uh, episodes and scenes where Tony Randall has as much to do or more and better mm-hmm. at it, but... Uh, Oh yeah, no. It's certain, I don't know. I wouldn't say this is like the best, but it's would be. I don't know. One of my top five Felix episodes, if I had such a list. All right. Well, that's uh, nothing to say. We don't have to explain if we have different. Uh, if we have different scores. That's what it's all about. I just. I thought you were going to say a three. I don't know. I thought that you were going to. I thought when I gave three and a half, I think I'm not sure Gary likes this one as much. I don't even know how I was basing it. So. Well, uh, this is the magic of podcasts. It is. Uh, all right. Well, if you have any comments or feedback uh, about the episode or uh, any information you'd like to share, you can always email us at 1049pod at gmail.com. And don't forget, Garrett, that flesh is weak. I, there are many things I could tell you about myself, Ted, but I want to say that I never dribble when I'm not nervous. Thank you. Goodbye.